This is CliffCentral.com. This show contains adult content. If you find it offensive, please go to the CliffCentral.com website where there's a show for you. CliffCentral.com. It is Friday morning. This is Sex Talk. This is Unradio. This is Unscripted. And this is, without a doubt, Unsaid. Are you breaking things already? Yeah. Just stop being such an Israeli. I mean, that's a terrible thing to say. So tie me up. You'd like that. I'd like that. Why am I so loud? I don't know. Well, excuse me. (laughs) (laughs) I just answered it. Okay, I'm going to sit here. Okay. I'm going to tie myself up and be quiet. (laughs) Nobody else will tie you up. You'll tie yourself (laughs) up. (laughs) (laughs) One of those people, you find them like, yeah, yeah, yeah," hitting themselves, you know. Yeah, Yeah. self-flagellation. If nobody else will do it, I'll do it myself. (laughs) That's what we have two hands for. If nobody else will do it, I'll do it. Self-pleasuring. There we go. I will do it for myself. Hi, John T. <laughs> and with us this morning is a special friend, Jean Francois Sobietsky. Good morning, John, and thank you for morning. being with us. That's really morning, cool. Morning, John T. So you've got to talk really close to the mic. Yes. Okay, very cool. Great to be here. Who is, has a big title. It's yes. An awesome word, a phytoalchemist. So you're going to tell us what a phytoalchemist is. Like a dirty dictionary. Absolutely. But first, no, 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 wait, wait, wait. You can't (laughs) rush things here. There is an order to do things. (laughs) Sex has an order. Problem is when it's the same order all the time. The order is in the disorder. That's it. Which is actually, there's this whole new thing in quantum theory that order is in the disorder. And there is more weird stuff in the universe than you think. Really? And if you think there's more weird stuff in the universe, just spend more time with people and you will realize there is more fucking weird stuff in people. That's the weirdest. That That's gets weirder sure. all the time. Mm. So if you want to know about phytoalchemy and you have comments and questions, WhatsApp us on 079-748-2090, talk at um, Cliff Central on Twitter, and we're all over wherever else we are. But first, let's see if anybody's smart. Ninja sex. Chocolate starfish. Twitter bag. Today's dirty dictionary word is Ithyphallic. Dirty dictionary word. Ithyphallic. Tomorrow. Well, phallic, I know. Phallic, you know. Yeah, because. Well. Yeah, well. <laughs> well, actually, when I was traveling India. <laughs> They explained to me that everything is Shiva Shiva Lingam, lingam Or, you know, uh, Pavati, I think So mm-hmm. it's like the feminine, the yin and the yang So they said whenever you see something weird popping up from mm-hmm. the ground It's kind of a temple to the lingam To mm-hmm. the to the ma- male erection of, you know, the, the male force of creation mm-hmm. So phallic I know, but the beginning of the word I don't Okay, that's fine Okay we will get there hmm. Any idea what ithy phallic is? Ify Ithy, ithy. I-T-H-Y I-T-H-Y Maybe something it's ether to, Isn't that a, something to do with birds? No Probably wrong No Ichthy is fish Ichthy is fish Ichthy is fish So it's not about fish phallus If you get turned <laughs> on by fish Where is the fish cock? Where is the fish cock? How do fish go? Well, generally what happens is that the the male sprays his his sperm into the water, and she goes. Um, no, she no. doesn't because okay. you cannot get pregnant from eating sperm. No, maybe fish can. And do you know what fish? Maybe sperm, that's why they you know small what fish fishy. Sperm is called how? Huh? Milt. Milt. M I L T. Okay. That's what fish so sperm smart. is called. Okay, so he just. I know lots it. of useless things. <laughs> you do You know also very <laughs> useful things, and then what happens? 
um, that's about as far as I remember. <laughs> she got, she well, has great Kegel happens. muscles. She yeah. has great. Well, no, because then I think, um, it, all of the, the, um, conception happens outside of her body. It doesn't happen inside of her body. I saw, um, seahorses mate lately yeah. and, and, and for some reason it looked kind of hot. Seahorse porn. Do you know who would watch seahorse porn? Who? Levinson. <laughs> Well, the way he looks today, I must be honest, if he's not going for a funeral, I'd marry him. I'll just, you know, just this is like Levinson is from the comedy show. So if you know a little bit more about what actually happens once the male has sprayed his milt into the water, please message us and let us know. 079-748-2090. 079-748-2090. We'd love to hear. And if you and think if that you fish, uh, you know, reproduce, uh-huh. uh, having sex is hot, let us know as well. Absolutely. Yeah. And, um, mm, okay, I'm not going anywhere no. near where my mind is going. Oh. Well, John T, I, I mm. think whales do it at deep, at deep depths, at deep, deep, deep water. Deep water. Deep, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Deep well, whales are mammals, so, yeah, so, so whales they, are, they are, are closer to what we do. Remember. Yeah. They get yeah. Nice. Do they need cold water? They need nice and cold. It's the opposite of women. We need mm-hmm. nice and hot. Some women like. I'm sure there's a fetish for cold. We will look it up. There is. There is, and it's nice, as you say, to use some ice or some well, different elements. One of the new things we're doing on Facebook every week is we're posting a question. Okay. Um, Who's answering it? Thursday is question day. Okay. Tuesday is a quote. Okay. From some of my articles and from so some it's other people. And Tuesday. Thursday is a question. And this week's question was, if you have a block of ice in your partner's body, where would you start? Mm. Mm. So, yeah. so if you would like to tell us where you start, WhatsApp us, we would love to know. Oh, where would asking. you start? <laughs> Absolutely. Where would you start? Okay. Nipples. What is a phytoalchemist? I love the word alchemy. Yeah. And I've been thinking a lot about sexual alchemy this week. So phytoalchemy is our plant alchemist. Yeah. What does that actually mean in real terms? No, it terms? does sound a little bit like, um, you know, like a okay, fighter. You need, a, you need like to a be fighter. quiet and let the man a speak. Fighter. A fighting alchemist. Well, okay. I'm excited to be able to talk about the Okay. You just need to pull the mic a little bit closer. Intersection between plants consciousness and sexuality i mean it's a it's a fascinating yeah. topic that you don't hear much of usually but phyto phyto comes from the greek word meaning plants so it's basically plant alchemy and it's a word that's so um, you need to explain a little bit of alchemy because yeah. it's this wonderful word so so basically this word came came up in my own journey of alchemizing my own life um i've got healers in my family and i this thing's working, but yeah, it's working. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. So, um, I was, I've been on a process a lot of my life in terms of alchemizing myself and healing, learning who I am and healing myself. So um, alchemy is the process of transformation trans- trans- and transmutation. Transmuting one thing to the other. Yeah. And hmm. so in this case, phyto alchemy describes the role of plants in my own life, especially mm-hmm. visionary plants like ayahuasca, but also, um, herbs and medicinal plants. See, we I've are been, everywhere. <laughs> I've been attracted. Place. I've been attracted to my whole life because I've, I learned when I when I looked at my ancestry, mm. I learned that there were herbalists in my family, oh, wow. my grandmother's side. Mm. Okay. So this attraction I've always had to plants. Um, I came up with the word plant alchemy because the plants have helped me to transform illness into wellness okay. and, I, and I, this is what I teach people I teach people how they can use plants medicinal plants psychoactive plants which are any plants that affect the nervous system to transform themselves in terms of self-development yeah. mind-boggling you know, yeah so the fascinating thing and this has been quite a big thing for me lately that I've been aware of is how disconnected we've become from nature and Absolutely. from the earth and I think it creates in a lot of people this really deep loss but it it's is. on an it's on an incredibly deep Absolutely. level of disconnection. It's one of the casualties, as I see it, of the consumer culture. Mm. Um, what I sometimes do in my what I often do in my in my workshops and in my seminars is that I give a picture of the chocolate tree, the cacao tree, mm-hmm. and I say, "Well, what is this?" And most people don't know what it is, and it's a and it's a magical tree. The pods actually grow from directly from the from the from, yeah. the, from the stem from mm. the bark. Um, yeah, from like the main plant, yeah. not from the branch. Yeah, and even the flowers come from the main, 
the main trunk of the tree. Looking now oh. for an image to tweet for <laughs> so, you. Yeah, so we've done some we've done some beautiful cacao ceremonies with dance. Yes. And that really is awesome with Christos from Biodanza. Yes, yes. So yeah. I one of my speciality uh, interests in the plant world is psychoactive plants. So okay. psychoactive plants most people don't really know what it's about. They they're sometimes associated with being what is it something about craziness or mm. you know whatever, but psychoactive means any plant that affects how you think, feel, and act. Mm. And one of, the, one of the things that I like to share about is that a lot of the foods that we eat and plant foods that we eat, like chocolate, like mm. coffee, they are psychoactive. So there's basically a, a grade, shades of psychoactivity from what, what I call subtle psychoactive things mm-hmm. like chocolate. It um, just kind of lifts your mood lifts a little bit. So, um, there's actually a free uh, a free video on my website that I do an introduction on psychoactive plants in one you know like cannabis um, cannabis and cacao and um, rooibos even even rooibos wow. crosses the red pigments in rooibos it's fascinating um, I read this paper by Anna Yaga who's a from uh, what is she? Pharmacologist mm-hmm. who showed that the pigments in rooibos, those red pigments, flavonoids, actually cross the blood-brain barrier and exert oh. a direct relaxing effect on your nervous system. So you're oh, actually wow. doctoring yourself when you drink, drink rooibos. You're relaxing okay. yourself. I don't like rooibos. <laughs> it's very good for the heart, also. I don't like so, it. <laughs> John, you you're get, so cute. Yeah, you I get don't some like people it. who love it, and some it's okay. people. It's okay. He does a lot of other good things, so it's <laughs> so, okay. Okay. Things so choose. we have to go somewhere, somewhere else, because we're starting with something yes, exactly. specific. So, you know what? So I can say that plants are my passion. Yes. Um, and their ability to heal. So, basically, um, I, I'm a healer. I studied ethnobotany at uh, UJ, mm-hmm. um, which so is So you actually study. have a science background. Yes. Okay. Uh, BSc uh, Botany Zoology. Even though most of the time I was in the in the library reading up about mm. fly garrick mushrooms and all these interesting See, all the interesting plants. <laughs> but um, the ethnobotany field. Wait, um, wait, wait! What are fly garrick so, mushrooms? Because I know a little bit about mushroom, but <clears> I've never so heard of fly garrick. So fly garricks was the fl- first. It's not a plant. It's a mushroom, of course, mm-hmm. but it was the first. Organic substance that captured my fascination. It was okay. in the public library. There were books on all these hard drugs, you know. Yeah. And then I saw mushrooms, and I thought, "What's mushrooms doing amongst these guys?" So I read this this book, and what I understood is the toadstool, the red and white toadstool, yeah. is a very sacred inebriant and a sacred psychoactive used in Siberia um, by the Koryak tribes um, for for shamanic healing, for okay. spiritual healing. Um, so I studied. I, stu- I started to become fascinated by this toadstool, and I learned everything there was to know about its chemistry. What I did find out, and just so that everybody knows, you know, not to go and just pick now the toadstools from the garden. <laughs> there are different types. They're what are called ecotypes of these mushrooms. Mm-hmm. The ones that are in Siberia were used to give incredible strength and shamanic, incredible um, out of body experiences, shamanic oh. journeying. But the ones around the rest of the world. Often are very they can cause you a lot of you know they they uh, can be very toxic. toxic in terms of getting sick and not having the same properties. So you, mm-hmm. I wouldn't advocate on um, just picking any ones, but this opened up the door for me in terms of understanding the role of psychoactive plants in consciousness. Wow! So I want to tell you a story, mm-hmm. and then we have to go into what we were talking about, which is this <laughs> connection, connection of this morning is aphrodisiacs. <laughs> yeah. So. I'm going to tell you two things. First, I'm going to tell you my greatest aphrodisiac, Chantal. <laughs> and that's not, don't go. try to look for her or it in the shops. It's one of a kind. One of it's a kind. one woman. That is my aphrodisiac, it. full stop, in a way that oh. I have never experienced before. That is so beautiful. Said Chantal told me a really interesting story last night. Hmm? The origin of Christmas and Father Christmas. Ah, now you, from that smile, I think you might know the same story. Yes, that's it. In Russia, what used to happen was that they would go out and they would pick psychedelic mushrooms. Yeah. And they would use these to decorate the trees. Mm-hmm. And that was the beginning of the decoration of Christmas trees. That's right. And then what would happen was, because it was all snowed in, all of the houses had trap doors on the roofs. Because there was so much snow and they needed ways to be able to get up and out sometimes Mm -hmm. where the doors would often be snowed in. 
Are you getting the idea here? Somebody would come in through the roof with a sack of mushrooms. <laughs> Father Christmas. And it looks, and you really feel nice after that. We are getting somewhere. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So there's this huge myth about plants having this amazing sexual ability. Mm. Oysters, asparagus, right. cacao. Okay. Different for so many people. There's yeah. herbs like yeah. jojoba, yohimbi, yeah. mm-hmm. and all of those are supposed mm. to have these sexual right. properties. Right. And they've come kind of to the fore in the medical form of, mm. of Viagra and Cialis and all of that. And everybody's looking for this amazing miracle turn on. Yes. yes. yes that's it. So what's the story with so, all these plants? I mean, I love oysters. <laughs> Yeah, so it's well, not a plant, but we love it. Well, often with the food as medicine, mm. what I've noticed is that, for example, oysters, there's a scientific rationale for its use as an aphrodisiac. Mm. Okay. It's got one of the highest zinc, con- it's one of the highest oh. zinc containing foods. Oh, wow. So, so why is zinc you know, important, Jonti, especially for men? When men ejaculate, yeah. they lose zinc. Yes. So basically, oysters is a really good way to replenish your zinc. Wow. Oh, okay. There it is. That's the zinc. So, there That's, is the the That's the zing. That's the of having oysters, and of course they look very much. They're very fluidy, and they look very, yeah, very sexual, sexual looking in themselves, and very sensual. The texture, <laughs> yes. I love. You can't just chew oysters. it, and you know, quick, quick, hoy. So, yeah, so zinc is essential for the male reproductive essence. Okay. Okay. You know? mm. So. A lot of these plants, so that's foods, and 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 what I look at in food as medicine, um, having studied this and doing courses sure. on this, is that a lot of the foods contain things that either invigorate the system, you know, stimulate the system. So for example, chocolate, cacao, it is a heart stimulant, mm-hmm. and it also is vasodilatory, so it opens the blood vessels so that you it lows your blood pressure. Okay. So you feel you can get horny. invigorated. So, so vasodilation is it, really important it's very in terms important. of sexual yeah. response. Yep. One, one thing that I – one myth that does exist, and I think it's driven by the consumer culture a bit, is that – a lot of people think that aphrodisiacs are the, ex- the stimulatory, excitatory plants and substances that give you endurance and you can last. Yeah, for or give you an erection, or there are some that work like that, like Yohimbine mm-hmm. and a couple of others that do do that. But a lot of the aphrodisiacs actually have the opposite effect. They actually <clears throat> relax you, so that you can. Get have no stress yeah. And that you can mm. make love And be comfortable And be in the, in the yeah. moment So and in fact This this thing of being driven By the by the stimulation Actually what I've noticed It, it can cause stress Of performance mm. stress And so you know cool. Like I have to perform And I have yeah. to make it work That's actually opposite It's counter On the tantric massage Amazing. On the tantric massage courses That we teach There is so much about How relaxation and arousal are linked. Absolutely. The more relaxed you are, the higher the arousal will be. Exactly. Because it's also linked to safety. Yeah. Relaxation and and relaxation and safety are linked. That's right. Because we'll only relax when we feel safe. And then the parasympathetic mm. sim- sim- uh, system mm. doesn't have to, you know, you're actually yeah. getting into the zone of digesting, relaxing, like a lion, you know, getting to that zone of really c- yeah. relaxing and not going hunting. You that's know? an amazing point yeah. because th- when you get relaxed and you go parasympathetic nervous system, that's when you feel more interconnected. Mm. Yes. So there's a connection there between trance states, shamanic inebria- shamanic rituals, all of those activities take you to that parasympathetic Interconnected states. So the deeper into relaxation you go, ultimately the higher the arousal. Absolutely. So the plants that are going to help you relax more are. So some something that I love so much because it even just it's such an exotic looking plant. Yeah. Just the way it looks is just sexual. Yeah. Take notes there. I'll give you you a clue. (laughs) Yeah. So it's it's it it comes from uh, Malaysia. That kind of side. Frangipani. No. That's Um, my favorite flower. By the way. Beautiful flower. But what they do is they use the the Polynesians. They they, yeah. they take the flowers and they put them on the the wedding bed, you know. Yeah. And, and it's it's part of the Polynesian culture. And it's uh, it's ylang ylang. Ylang ylang. Oh. Okay. Because yeah. in most Afri- in in aromatherapy oils, yes. that's considered to be yes. aphrodisiacal. So ylang ylang has got antidepressant effects. True. It, it's sedative. So it's a classic example of a plant that actually does relax you. While it opens you at the same time. Mm. And then that leads to incredible arousal. I, I have a feeling that it also mimics, I'm not sure if this is a fact or not, it mimics hormones. Okay. The more I smell it, the more it, I just have a feeling. It's almost like a, a fito, yeah, like. Um, so you'd actually, 
Yeah. I know what you're saying. So you actually would need for this to have impact, you'd need an incredibly high concentrate yes. of it. Yes, so like do. what you get in aromatherapy essences is a very, very low concentrate. Yeah, I mean, you get essential oils and you get essential mm. oils. A lot of the essential oils on the market here are not the real deal. Some people take, there is a company that that specializes in 100% pure essential oils. So that would have the impact that you're that, looking for. Even even the identicals do still have that, but it's um, you have a synergy with the… So with the identicals the, are more synthetics? Um, they are, Well, they're not… They, you can classify them as synthetic, but they okay. are mimicked to the natural. But of course… There's no comparison between the real, for example, the there like are roads. whale noises in yeah. my ears. It's, it's, it's drilling, but I, oh. I was like, maybe it's whales like having whale, sex. Yeah, sound like whale yeah, noises. Let's just somewhere. pretend that there's <laughs> deep water having making love. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> It's a very beautiful it's flower. Cool. It's actually almost Lang-Lang, sensual. Lang-Lang, yeah. Oh, Lang-Lang mm. is fantastic. Yeah. Mm. We're tweeting it now. Okay, so, so when you smell it, almost it disgusts you and appeal you at the same time. There's, there's something, there's something that's happening. There's something that's very raw and primal it just mm. but and the way those things work is that they immediately go through the olfactory nerve mm-hmm. so they stimulate the release of dopamine or serotonin okay. they, they, that's how they actually the essential oils are the probably the quickest acting aphrodisiac because as soon as you smell for example a ylang ylang oil or even rose oil you immediately feel that upliftment and openness okay. if, i mean you know even if you smell a mint plant yes. what i've learned through through studying is that and the studies that have been you know going into the scientific data is that mint when you smell mint and you feel that often you just feel that refreshed upliftment there's actually compounds in mint that are antidepressant that work on the mao inhibition it's called mm-hmm. monoamine oxidase inhibition mm-hmm. similar to the same class of ayahuasca, how ayahuasca yeah. works. So you oh, need wow. that for the uptake of DMT. Yeah, you need to go past two the different MIA. types of MAO yeah. inhibition. One is more for, it's you could say it's collectively antidepressant, mm-hmm. which ayahuasca does. That's one of the ways ayahuasca actually heals. One is one way is through the visions, but then mm-hmm. the other way that most people don't realize is that it's it's uplifts the 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 serotonin very quickly, so that you actually open your heart. You open the heart, that's and that's so why you feel so. What they call the afterglow effect. It's because your serotonin is raised. Yeah. Wow. I read something really interesting yesterday was that nobody actually knows how we absorb smell. So Mm. the first thing, the first theory, and for a long time was what they called a lock and key theory, was that um, within us was the lock. And then as we smell the substance, that would come in as the key to open it. But the newest theory is it's actually the vibration of the substance. That opens it. So I really like that because my whole model of working is very much about energy and frequencies. Yes, of course. So that kind of, of really course, appealed yeah. that it's the vibration of the substance that opens the, the lock Absolutely. within the brain. And there's, I think there's an intersection between that mm. vibrational and the chemicals. Yeah. You know, like in ayahuasca, when, the, when they sing those magic songs, the Icaros, mm. that in itself is half the healing, half the power of the yeah. medicine is that they – these songs and the vibrational energy takes you like a technology deeper and deeper yeah. into your consciousness. And, you know, when we do like the water massage, which we did this week, which was incredibly deep and the retreats up in Mozambique, the sea becomes a medium for doing the healing work Absolutely. just by being in the water and Absolutely. on the water. So much happens that that does so much of the work by itself. Yes. Yeah. And that blew me away when I realized that. You know, that's not so much the, the retreat processes that we're doing. It's the whole environment of the beach, of the level of air, of the light, of yeah. everything around there. That's the medium yes. that the healing happens they in. They say that the, the ocean actually creates negative ions, which mm. actually has a positive, direct positive effect on the psyche. Yeah. Yeah. That's why and people love the ocean. It opens so much. And then you exactly. combine that with the retreat processes oh, yeah. that we do, and it becomes amazing. What happens there? John, it reminds me of like how what we're all talking about is that the senses, the power mm. of the senses to affect healing. So it's very much that you know? sensual idea. Yeah. And you guys are talking about something that connects us. You have mentioned it, uh, that there's something that makes us feel as we're going through a transformation, not alone, right. but there's something that happens when you open the heart. It's something that mm. actually is supposed to be shared. It's something that yeah. you're not necessarily only going through by yourself. Yeah. So there are healing effects well, when you're doing things you've alone. You've got to listen to Tom Chi's talk about how everything is connected. Yeah. And that's amazing. Yeah. I mean, what's the point yeah. of just having a heart-opening experience yeah. if you've got no one to share? Yeah. yeah. Like, and there's something it's very great, healing. It's, yeah. Yeah. it's very, very interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Asparagus, because that's touted <laughs> as 
And I love asparagus as an aphrodisiac. Even avos. Mm, I wouldn't say it's too. It's not very excitatory. It's not very relaxing. But one plant that I would say is mm-hmm. like the archetypal aphrodisiac is rose. Okay. So in Ayurveda, they use the rose plant and especially the rose petals. It actually has a direct effect on the heart chakra. Mm-hmm. So if you eat it as a medicine or you make a tea out of it, the rose has effects also that are antidepressant and also yeah. relaxing. But again, you'd need quite a concentrated... Um, the yeah. oil, you need a, the proper oil. Not yeah. This, yeah. But what you find in the shops here is not the real thing. Um, but if you if you make a medicine out of the petals, mm-hmm. it's actually very, very powerful in itself. Wow. So how would you do that to so extract you would, it? You would take, obviously, insecticide-free roses, you know, mm-hmm. And make a tea like a table. Another good reason to grow your yeah, own roses. Your own food. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and then make a tea and then just consume it as a tea. Well, yes. we have to also think. You said, Janti, about myth. Why do people put on their, uh, you know, on their first night of their marriage rose petals, or when you go to a romantic suite or chalet, they put rose petals? This mm. must be something deeper than propaganda. Yeah. yeah, I think a lot of those things are often. Associations that we don't consciously know mm. And so like when people drink rooibos And they feel good Or you know they do these things There's actually a scientific rationale Why they're doing it And people have been doing this for so long It's been part of so it's, many different it's, cultures it's For culture. so long exactly. That nobody really kind of remembers Where and why where it, it, started. Where it started But the point is is that there is an effect mm. And that people know that there is an effect so Even Unconsciously. And also yeah. the, the looks, when you look at a rose, when you look oh, at orchids, when you look at all this, stimu- it's actually stimulating mm. to look at this ylang ylang that I'm looking at right now. It actually has, I saw an amazing TED talk that had to do with the fact that everything in nature is supposed to appeal something, someone, somebody to look at. So if it's an animal, to go to a specific flower and, yes. you know, to... To be around it and fertilize that flower, you know, or, or carry it somewhere. Well, tomorrow, exactly. I mean, what's, for me, what's the, the beauty of plants is that they look quite different to us, but they are so similar to us. In fact, genetically, we are so intertwined. And they react. And the fact that they make, they actually, some plants make chemicals that resemble serotonin and dopamine. Oh, God, yeah. So that when you take a plant, what's amazing, the most, to me, it's like even defines spirituality and intimacy is that if you take a plant, and that plant has brain chemicals which then allow you to know yourself even better. Okay, now you're How going into ayahuasca a little bit. How much can you get a relationship between something that looks so different but, but in fact connects with you so deeply? And it works in the That's same amazing. neuron paths yes, that yeah. you have, That's which right. is scary because I think if people understand that, that we are so in, interlinked, yeah. we mm. are so connected. Exactly. Nature has all the remedy. There is so much there for us. You know, what I've been saying is that all healing is about connection. Mm. So all healing is about connecting the parts of ourselves that we have disconnected from. And a big part of that is our connection to nature, our connection to the world and to everyone else. That we look at what separates us rather than what joins us. Um, and Terence McKenna in his book Food of the Gods mm. You know which is about Psychedelic yes, mushrooms yes. He talks so much about The impact that our Disconnect from nature Has yes. had On our psyche As individuals yes. On our collective psyche That and we've become fact, Estranged yes. from our world Absolutely And, and we're hell bent on, on destruction of the world Yes He was just mentioning At a, at a conference Nine July I had the pleasure Of meeting Dennis In fact yeah, He invited me to to um, present on my work on the South African side. Wow, that's fantastic! In, in uh, the 50th anniversary, so you're a famous oak. <laughs> I'm gonna, I don't, yes. I don't know about being famous, but say yes. <laughs> yeah. I want to take the work forward, you yeah. know, psychoactive plants, and and get people to understand how important these plants are in terms of knowing who we are. Mm. Um, so at this conference, he was talking about how there is this need, exactly that, for interconnection and reconnecting, and. Um, one of the things that I see, like studying culture, because I've also got an anthropological background and I'm just fascinated by how culture works, is that the consumer culture does take us away from our own time and it, and it rides on fear and desire all the mm. time. So that and it disconnects the, us, by the way, exactly from any so, yeah. plants. It's only chemical. The consumer yeah. culture is that it disconnects us. Well, we don't, we don't take time and we're so stressed that we don't sit in nature anymore. Mm. And we don't allow the natural process of connection to happen. To yeah. happen. And what you say there is so important in that it's, it, it's totally fear-based yeah. of not having enough, of right. what it is that we need, of this constant right. need 
for more exactly. of comparison, of separation and right. isolation. Exactly. And, you know, we've seen this fascinatingly at the moment um, in young people that are around us. We've seen how technology, particularly the phones, the iPads, are separating these kids from each other that they don't even know how to talk to each other anymore. Absolutely. Absolutely. I was and at the Botanical Gardens not a few months <laughs> ago on a Sunday, and there were a whole crowd of youngsters, and this amazing natural experiment mm. unfolded in front of me, or this phenomena. The one where I looked, you were out in Rudderport. In Rudderport. Yeah. Walter's, yeah. Uh, Walter Sully, Botanical yeah. Gardens. I looked at these, these youngsters, and they were all looking down in, at their phones in the Botanical Gardens. Yeah. And what <laughs> made me realize is that Though they're connected, one of the advantages of this technology yeah. is that you can connect to the social, sure. s- you know, the social networks. But they forgot that they were in nature and mm. in the botanical garden. And what I realized that that day, and I, what what came to my mind is that what I call artificial in, uh, technology interface. And then when I w- walked away from this group, and it was actually quite hard because I felt like, oh my god, you know, I'm the only one who's going to walk off and like sit by a tree somewhere, <laughs> you know. But when I did that and I sank into a meditation, there I realized. There is this organic technology, what I call organic technology mm. interface, which is that natural absorbing into nature and then actually f- becoming aware of yourself, your body. Mm, yeah. These youngsters were not aware of where they were, where their body or what is. their body was, yeah. ha- what was happening to their body, which is yeah. uh, it's a fascinating. That's the shamanic journey. Because, you know, there's an interesting story that says in, in certain tribes, when you have an illness and you go to the shaman or to the medicine person, they don't ask about your symptoms. They don't ask about what's happening. The questions that they ask are, when did you stop dancing? That's when did you stop telling your story? And when did you stop connecting with nature? Right. And so much healing is in that alone, mm. in that connection. And the more and the deeper we connect with ourselves, the more and the deeper we connect with that. And for me, one of the things is the way that we connect with our world is through sensuality. So what we've done is we've put sensuality in this box that connects it to sex. And essentially, we think sensuality is foreplay. And women want more sensuality than men. And that's what we've done to it. Instead of understanding, we experience our world through sensuality, through sight, through sound, through taste, through touch, through smell. So... Aphrodisiac, I was thinking about this, is anything that touches something inside of you. Absolutely. So you can walk past someone who has an amazing fragrance mm-hmm. and say, like, oh, wow, and that touches something inside of us. That's the aphrodisiac. So all the properties of everything, and yes, they're really important, but when something touches us, that's aphrodisiac. Mm-hmm. Looking into your lover's eyes That's aphrodisiac, the feel of their mouth, the feel of their body, sitting in a moment and having an amazing coffee and really tasting the coffee. Taking it in. That's aphrodisiac. Mm. So the biggest aphrodisiac is actually your heart. Mm. Because the more your heart opens, the more love there is. And I've said that the greatest, everything in sex changes when the heart becomes the entry point rather than arousal. Mm Mm-hmm. So the problem with arousal is that, firstly, it has to be in sync with your partner. Mm. You both have to be turned on in the same way at the same time. That doesn't always happen. Mm. And arousal comes and goes. When the heart is the entry point, everything in that changes. Mm. That's my... Mm. Deep thing for the day. No, it's, it's, (laughs) it's, um, the arousal also connects us again to that stress mode. And it's wonderful to be in that kind of heights that you get, you know, you're really down and heavy and your, you know, your heart rate gets really, you know, very fast. And you, you, you know, you get actually, you get intoxicated with your own passion. That's right. So passion becomes something that is, it's wonderfully strong, but it's also very tricky and limited. It gets Mm. you to ejaculation or to a quick clit stimulation orgasm. Which actually says, okay, I'm done for today. And you're yeah. not building. Mm. There's something so much more subtle. In there's an interesting thing in mm. terms of, of um, yeah. something with that. Somebody once gave me a sample of a lube that they had made with THC oil. 
Mm-hmm. I was wondering so, what happened with so that. So THC oil is extracted mm-hmm. from cannabis. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, so t- talk to us a little bit firstly about yes. that extraction and whatever. Okay. And so the theory was that you spray a little bit on a clit and it's supposed to make it really sensitive. So I did some reading about this because somebody gave me a sample. We haven't tried it. Right. Um, and for some women, apparently it's amazing, and for others it does nothing. I mean, some of the plants do have uh, what they call sensory excitation, like even garlic. Mm-hmm. They've done an- like in- insect studies where they show that it excites the sensory neurons. Okay. So it's quite possible that THC does that. But what's, what's imp- what, what, what you were mentioning earlier is interesting is that what I've noticed with an experience before is that sometimes people take things like wine or drink wine that actually distracts them away from their heart. Yes. With lovemaking. I had mm. a personal experience like that where I had this feeling, hold on, this person really wants to drink the wine, but why don't we even have to have wine? Mm. Why can't we be each other's aphrodisiac? Yeah. And so I think a lot of people are using, especially the more tamasic, they call it in Ayurveda, the more ground, like the more heavy substances like wine. Like wine or, or cannabis or joints. Cannabis yeah. Mm-hmm. To actually lose themselves in love, sex. Yeah. Love I've, yeah. See, I've seen it yeah. everywhere. Yeah. I've and seen it so, people, so uh, John T, yeah. the first person you. to say no. No, no, that's, an, that's an opinion. I'm, I'm becoming, seen, I felt that. I'm becoming, Quite anti-alcohol um, from from so many different ways, uh, from so many different perspectives. I think it is one of the most destructive forces in our world. Mm. And the fact that people cannot actually function socially without alcohol. Yeah. Um, and there's some really interesting stuff about the spiritual effects of alcohol. Right. Of how destructive it actually is. If you look as at alcohol and understand how much aggression yeah, a, it actually provokes. And you think about like people who, who smoke weed, for example. There's so much peace and calm. They are, but as again, they can be also it. numb. Sometimes yeah. they can't yeah, feel that subtle. I, I think it's a lot about intention. Yeah. I mean, you know, if you take, away, if you take away weed from, from a peace-loving hippie, you're going to get aggro. <laughs> yeah. You know? That's very true. So I, yeah. I think that it's really about intention. Like... Uh, a while ago, I also thought about alcohol a lot, about the personal experiences I've had with alcohol. And I've had very beautiful rituals with alcohol, with yeah. a special bottle mm-hmm. of wine. We are, I had an amazing you celebrate experience, it. heart-based experience with someone. And then other times when I've not respected the, not respected the alcohol, I've, I've realized it's taken me to a very primal, aggressive state. So I sure. think it's like any substance. It has its own spirit. And maybe the problems we have with alcohol is that we don't respect the spirit of alcohol. I have an idea yeah. that yeah. alcohol this takes us to a place of I don't lowering we, our defenses. I don't think we respect the spirit of a lot of things. We no. don't. You know, because when, when I was involved in some of the sex clubs, um, a lot of people would do things that they would only do with a level of alcohol, with a level of inebriation, That's that right. they would not do stone-cold sober. Exactly. And my thing was always... If you're going to do it, do it with absolute awareness and consciousness that's, and presence. That's what I meant, yeah. I've Other had experiences wh- where the partner was trying to get away from the heart by drinking mm. the wine and, you know, yeah. and yes. distracting. And it, distracting takes you out from of, it takes you out of presence. Out of presence. I, absolutely. Absolutely. I agree. What is the, the effect of um, the psychoactive plants on sexuality? I mean, it's a very broad question because they have different properties and do different things. Well, um as I, as, as I said, the, the, the excitatory action does have psychoactive effects in terms of increasing your arousal because of mm. blood pressure changes, because of, of its stimulatory yeah. properties on the cardiovascular system, on the heart, etc. Um, so you do have those subtle kind of mm. psychoactive effects, which can be actually not that so, subtle. Like, so, so like if you have enough cacao, yeah. you will feel really heart-opened and want to connect with people. I'm going to have a really fuck-it moment here. <laughs> This is a serious moment. So okay. a couple of weeks ago, I last week I did an interview on Gareth's show about the ayahuasca experiences I've had. So that put me it put me in a very different box, and it um, it put me in a different space. So I'm going to be very different here. I've had some experiences with psychedelic mushrooms, with psilocybin mushrooms, um, and we are starting to experiment with how we can integrate that with the work that I do, which is really fascinating because of the healing properties and the fact that these are now being used in micro doses for depression for anxiety um, for opening new thought patterns and I have to say that for me mushrooms are an incredibly sexual 
mm. and sensual mm. plant. Right. Because of the consciousness properties of the expansion? Both. Because Both. of the sensation. Ah, sensation as well. And because that they open doors. Um, okay. I, I saw aspects of myself, of my sexual self, through these plant experiences that I have never acknowledged huh. before. And I've gone really deeply into my own sexuality. Mm. Mm. And they took me to places within myself that surprised the fuck out of me mm. of things that I thought, oh, wow, mm. that were really challenging, some of them, but incredibly beautiful. And aspects of myself to express that are in a very, very different way to the other expressions of my sexuality. Right. And what, one, one way that I, I think that they, well, they do work to do that, yeah. the commonality between ayahuasca, San Pedro, mushrooms, all these plants, is that because they mimic serotonin most of the time, other than San Pedro mm. that mimics noradrenaline, is that they lock into a particular set of serotonin receptors, which causes an unusual stimulation of the limbic system. Okay. And the limbic system governs emotions and vision. This is why they are able to take you very deeply into your own heart space because hearts. they actually stimulate the limbic system, which then gives you that vision and inner inner vision, inner vision uh, and, and completely different see, emotions. Allows you to see who oh, wow. who you are, mm. what's going on with you. So they're kind of internal mirrors in that way. Mm. Yes, they can give you visions of all around you and you know the greater universe, which is another thing. But from my own experiences with ayahuasca and the journey I've been on with the plants is that it took me from being out there, very transcendental, mm. more and more to the truth of my own heart space yeah. and my own shadow and my own stuff. So that's the thing that Same the shadow. ayahuasca has done for me is it really confronts you with yourself. It sure as hell does. And, <laughs> and yes, I've had experiences where it took me to the cleanest every time. In yeah. fact, lately, but that it takes me through the, the mud until I... S- until it says, well, can you see? Can you see what, what's the actual story here? Yeah, what so it's you're a very doing, how you're doing it. Stern teacher, but um, ultimately loving, mm. I, I believe, yeah. Yeah. Well, when you surrender to it and when you can see that, mm. that's when you can actually heal it. That's when you can do something with it right. and, and change it. And that's huge. And the opening and the heart connection with that is incredible. Because you really see your connection to something that's so much more. And, you know, it's very interesting. We, most of us on journeys, are looking for meaning in life. Mm. That's what we're looking for, whatever that meaning might be. And we look for that in quite a small way because we look for that in our own personal lives. Or for experience. And very often we look for that outside of ourselves. So we look for Mm. it through experience. The purpose of life actually, firstly, is to have the experience because that's the meaning. Hmm. You honor yourself by having the experience. Within you, these nerves, these muscles, these cells, everything that's about these receptors, you honor that by expressing it and you express it through experience. You express it through tasting, Hmm. through touching, through loving, through talking, through laughing, but with conscious engagement. That's where we find the meaning is when we're conscious with that. Because then we're expressing the fullness of it. We're allowing ourselves to go and see the connections with it. The bigger picture, and this comes from Tom Chi, is that everything that we express contributes to life Mm. and the furthering of life. When I love and when I open my heart, it opens the possibility for there to be more heart opening. And we're putting that out in the world. Mm. When I have really deep, amazing sex, it's opening the energy of more deep and amazing sex in the world for everybody, Mm. for life. Mm. And I say that's why it's so important for people to have the experiences, to go to ceremonies, to come to workshops, Mm. because we're making that possible for everybody else. Mm. So we're expanding the frequency of that, of possibility, of growth, of love, of pleasure for everybody in the world. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I mean, I agree completely. However, with the plants, you know, it's becoming more fashionable now. And there's 
it has to be realized that the strong acting psychoactives, the ayahuascas, are very powerful tools that, if not used in a protected space or, you know, oh, yeah, the if, if there is the pollution, so um, energetic pollution can really damage a person. And holding the space you know, so for the people space to create is really the space. Your own feeling of going into, into ceremony is the most crucial. You have to trust yourself. If you do not feel like you should be doing it, do not do it. That's yeah. my my, what I've learned from my own experiences. But what I've also learned, um, Jonti, is that low doses of the plants, especially the mushrooms, like also one gram, and looking in the mirror is the most, some of the most powerful mm. psychoanalytical experiences I've had was with myself, one gram of mushrooms, looking in the mirror, and you just see the truth. Your heart feels, yeah. in fact, it's, you know, your heart feels the truth and you know what it is. Yeah. So we were so, talking earlier about a guy called Gabor Mate, who is mm. a Canadian. He's a physician, is that right? Or a psychiatrist? Uh, he's, a, he's a doctor, a physician. Okay. Yeah. And firstly, the one thing that you have to watch about him is, or that he has put on YouTube, is a talk. It's a, it's a three or four minute talk on what's normal, mm. on what normality is. And that's fascinating because it really challenges a lot of the perceptions that we have. Mm. But he is experimenting amazingly with microdosing of substances for depression, right. for anxiety, for addiction, of, of a lot of the psychoactive substances. Some, something that I go into my online courses that, and from my own experience is that mm. there is also, I think, a growing idea that microdosing is very gentle and very okay. Mm. I actually have cautions about that in that sometimes microdosing – can open you as much as in a ceremony space. Okay. And if you just go out into the into normal tweeting work, the Gabor Mate uh, yeah. talk, yeah, into normal spaces, you can be you can lose the 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 realization that you are actually still very open. So, you know, microdosing needs to be respected. That respected it's a very as well. Opener. Yeah. It's not so that it's just op- uplifting the mood. You're actually opening your energetic. Body. So the same thing as as if you're going to take, for example, allopathic medication, mm-hmm. you really need a guide for this. You, you really need, need somebody who knows about, yeah. what. They're doing. Uh, I had can a, advise I had a, that's important. I think it's an important message. People mm. are listening now. Even me, that I know that you are John T is a hundred percent. You know, he takes full responsibility for what he does, the way he treats himself. First of all, and do this exploration. I'm sure you're doing the same. People need to understand this is something needs to be with a, somebody who's walked the path. Right. And yeah. You need, and you need a teacher to a teacher, to a mentor, a guide. That. I mean, I had a, once a substance that was nine drops of a. It was an amalgamated thing with all sorts of things, but it had ibogaine in it. I had nine drops. It catalyzed, even though it was microdosing, it catalyzed an intense opening for two months. I actually went on a process from nine drops of something. So the idea that microdosing is less powerful or maybe mm. less potent needs to be cautioned. Well, a homeopathic people, principle yeah. is sometimes the lower the dose, the more powerful exactly. the impact it has. Exactly. Yeah. Tell us, what is your website, John? It's um, Fighter Alchemy, so it's P-H-Y-T-O, mm-hmm. alchemy.co.za, um, and I just launched now online courses yeah, two tell weeks us, ago. Tell us a little so, bit about those. So basically, it's been quite a journey. I've condensed a lot of what I know into these courses. Um, there's an introductory course on food as medicine, which explains like kind of the fundamental So you principles. do it online? Yeah. So it's all preloaded on the site. Um, you can then do the courses and redo the courses as and when you want. Oh. So the, the beauty of the courses is that the food is medicine is very – it gives you that fundamental knowledge of how plants can plants uh, can be used as food mm. to treat lifestyle diseases, to prevent lifestyle diseases, and also how to detox the body. So understanding the role of nutrients and plant medicines mm. in healing. Super. Then I've moved into more specialized fields of how the psychoactive plants work in, in neurobiology, how they have effect on the parasympathetic mm. nervous system, and how that – you know, all the kind of – Understandings of what they actually do for a person mm. So interconnectivity Etc And then I have a really fantastic course Which I think is going to be very useful For people who want to embark on In ceremony but have a lot of questions mm. It's a the major visionary plant So I go through each plant How it's used traditionally It's um, how to prepare it It's contraindications You know how to The shamanic mm. healing and what the shaman sh- sh- You know how the shaman heals So very very like frequently asked questions kind mm. of guide, online course guide, which is, I think, incredible, incredibly useful for yeah. people who don't know too much about the plants and, you know, who have trepidations about it. Mm. Yeah. So, so yeah. yeah. You know, I, I, this is really personal and deep sharing for me is that 
for a lot of my life, I was very anti a lot of these plants. I never understood them and I never understood their role. Hmm. I always had friends who were experimenting, who were journeying, who were exploring, and I, I never understood it. It never resonated with me. Hmm. Chantal came into my life. Um, she stepped into my world and it became important for me to step into her world. Right. And it really has changed my consciousness. So to everybody who might be listening to this um, with whatever fears you have, never say never. And just be aware of the possibilities that are out there, mm. that everything in our world, everything on our planet has a purpose. It has a resonance. Not everything is for everybody. Not every journey is for everybody. But simply be aware of the possibilities that exist, whether it's body work, whether it's plant work, whether it's with your sexuality, whatever your path is, there is a path for you. Open your heart to what is there because the beauty of life is mind-blowing beyond what we thought. And as an explorer of consciousness, which I've been for a long time, more and more I see the possibilities in that. And it's mind-blowing. So. Yeah. Firstly, thank you really for being with us this morning. Yeah. This is such a huge discussion, and we're it definitely and going back to I mean, it again. One closing um, statement to echo yeah. that is that every, most of the things we put in our body and what we do affects how we think, feel, and act. Mm. Choose how you want to think, feel, and act by all the things you put in your body. Can we find us information that. in your website of what blocks our energy fields, what makes us numb, what makes us not to think, not to yes. be open energetically? I do write a lot of my thoughts down in the blogs. Because that's blog a big articles, thing. So. All this Coca-Cola, yeah. high sugar doses, uh, empty carbs, no nutritionists, yes. no I, enzymes. I do cover that in the Food as Medicine. Okay. Um, so the principles of healing. So the Food as Medicine course also um, in, also contains the like pr- what I call the fundamental principles of holistic medicine mm. and health. Which we can use in our, you know, diversity okay. relationship awareness and process. So, so yeah. go and visit John's yeah. website. It's yeah. fascinating and stuff. And we're going to come also, back I'm to. I'm also offering discounts. So <laughs> if anybody wants to know, there we're is sure an they're going to find them. Special all launch discount for 2017 only, okay. which I'm giving an amazing discount just cool. because of, you know. So go and visit yeah. the website. <laughs> they, it's there. is tweeted. So, so I've just received a message from my friend Christos because okay. we were looking for one more date for a water massage for December. And? Because what we did last week was so deep. So we said, can we do one more? 19th of December, you are invited as my Brilliant. guest. Amazing. I would love for you to awesome. be there and experience this. 19th of December. That would be wonderful. Thank you. Ithifalic. is a statue or an illustration with an erection. Ah. But like stating or erection? No, erection. Okay. So it's a picture or a statue with an erection. That states it. It is okay. there. It's there. It is Arr. there. Wow. <laughs> This has been fascinating. And thank you so much, Shanti. It's wow, been a pleasure. Beautiful sharing. Thank oh, you. Thank you. And um, it's a topic we will come back to again. Definitely. So we will definitely have thank you here again. Mm, thanks. I wish you all so much pleasure. This is CliffCentral.com.